honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com and also brought to you by the Oddman Media Network. Here are your hosts, Paladino Joey and Marcus the Forecaster. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes and Stitcher and Double Twist. <laughs> Great to be back once again and to talk some Timberwolves basketball, some improved play, some high-octane offense, and some losing games and almost losing games. You get the idea. <laughs> Well, there's been four games since the All-Star break. It's been a while since Timberwolves Explosion has been on air, huh? Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Yeah, I think it was like February 11th or 12th or something like that. Um, it's a while. Hmm. We're at the end of the month here. It's almost Super Tuesday before we know it. <laughs> four games to review. I'll very briefly talk about the All-Star weekend before we get into that typical show, though, after the uh, All-Star commentary. Uh, reviews of four games, preview of three games, and then fan interaction. There'll be some interesting back and forth conversation. I might even, uh, I might even talk briefly about the Northern Cal team if I feel like it. I don't know. So a little back and forth between me and Hank and others out there. Luke Will, hopefully he's a listener. I like Luke Will, and obviously I love Hank and you know love love all you guys out there in Australia. But uh, we don't. We're, we're not going to see eye to eye on the on the Northern California team. We're we're just not. So you might want to give up. And I think Hank just gave up. I think he got pissed off at me and gave up. But Hank McCoy of the Courtside Podcast, by the way, out there. I'll talk about it later. I'm off to a funky start here. <laughs> Lot to get off my chest after two weeks. Okay, well, nice little. Uh, Rookie sophomore game, or future stars game, I guess we call it now. Um, <laughs> rookie sophomore game. Wow, that was fun, wasn't it? That was fun. Uh, no Gorgie Zhang or Shabazz this year because they're in their third year, so there's no juniors in, in that. Um, nice showing by the guys. I picked Carl Anthony Towns to win it. He was pretty quiet in the first half. They barely gave him the ball. It was the old all-star freeze-out. You know, I, I don't know what it was. He just wasn't aggressive in that game for some strange reason. But Levine and Wiggins were. Wiggins was after uh, getting his second straight MVP of that game. He made a hell of a run at it. But the guy who won the day in that category for the United States, who won the game this time around, was Zach Levine. Pretty cool. Yeah, Zach Levine won uh, the uh, rookie all-star, or whatever the heck. I keep calling it a rookie all-star. Future stars game. Pardon me, I'm just off. What do you expect when I've been away for two weeks from Wolves basketball uh, commentary? But a nice little game, athletic, dunking, you know, this is the Zach Levine we all want to see in real NBA games in the, in the not-too-distant future. He's headed that direction. He has his ups and downs, and I'll continue to talk about him consistently here. Uh, but there's a nice trend I'm noticing with him that's very exciting. Uh, get to that very shortly. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, though, he did not miss out. He, he did go home with a little hardware, winning the skills competition. How about that? <laughs> Not bad. Skills competition for Mr. Carl Anthony Towns. Who saw Carl Anthony Towns, a center or power forward, you get the idea, winning the skills competition? Well, Ricky Rubio sure didn't. Isaiah Thomas, well, uh, <laughs> dude, you, you, you missed about three or four attempts at the three-point shot there, even though Towns got there first. It's like Towns was so clutch early, he was nailing those shots, nailing the, the three-point shot that you need to ice the uh, the other player. 
before. It's kind of like almost like a game of lightning in a sense. It's like a lightning skills competition in a way where you're just going real fast. You know, you're dribbling through stuff. That's where the skills part comes in. And then it's like lightning trying to hit the three-point shot before the other guy. Uh, Carl was killing people in that category. And then, and then Isaiah Thomas came. Carl's beating him to the three-point line, and he missed about three shots in a row. Thomas missed four in a row, and that was the end for uh, Isaiah Thomas of the Boston Celtics. They deserve it all-star, in my opinion. Reserve, but they deserve it all-star in a uh, for an overachieving uh, Eastern Conference team we're about to talk about here, the Celtics. Uh, but Carl won the day, and everybody went crazy. It was so fun to see. And then you had a dunk contest for the ages. Um, that mascot stuff. I don't know. What's, what's up with... What's up with... Me versus the uh, modern NBA fan. It's like we don't agree on anything. Everybody thought that was the coolest thing ever. Just like the Northern California team and the best player on the Northern California team. Everybody, they like, he can do no wrong. That team can do no wrong. Oh, they're holy God. They're the greatest ever. And then Aaron Gordon with the that, that, that uh, mascot thing, jumping over. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of all that. Like the whole, uh, what's his name? Blake Griffin, yeah, what's his name, right? That that jackass jumping over a Kia car. That was just really, you know, was that really that exciting? Did it really need to be, like, shown 700 billion times like it was the greatest dunk ever? No. Um, Aaron Gordon's was better, yes. He, he, he had to get a bit higher to make that dunk. It was a great play and everything. But people were acting like it's the greatest dunk in the history of basketball, and I don't know about that. I, 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 I'm not sure about that. I think there's others that could rival and beat it. Uh, Zach Levine's opening dunk, I think, was probably his most impressive. Uh, but then again, you could say his final dunk was was way up there too, with that between the legs and stuff. It was like a shootout in hockey. Over, you know, where the, it's like they kept scoring highlights you know, <laughs> between the two. It was unbelievable. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. It was pretty amazing. <sighs> Some of the showboating gets old for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm too old school. It seems like. People like that these days. And, uh, yeah, it's just a dunk competition. So what? It's all in good fun. Okay, that's fine. But sometimes it gets a little old, like the little showboating after the dunk. It's one thing doing the dunk, but the after the dunk stuff. Uh, okay, um, fine. Enjoy it. Whatever. I'm not going to get mad at you, I suppose. It's not my favorite, though. It's just not. It's just, just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'm glad Zach got it, though. He was able to survive Aaron Gordon. It got frustrating. Gordon ran out of uh, dunks, and Levine apparently had three or four more, apparently, so he said. He was ready, just in case this thing did turn into a shootout, so to speak. Where last year, Zach Levine just had to pretty much move the, to do the dunk between the legs, and that was it. Because Mr. Uh, Mr. Oladipo pretty much injured himself on his, on his second dunk attempt. His first dunk was amazing, and after that, that was it for Oladipo. All right, let's talk about Timberwolves games, shall we? Enough of the All-Star game and all that. Uh, it's fun. The, the, it seems like Friday and Saturday are better than Sunday these days. Uh, there have been a few All-Star games that were fun to watch. Like when Kyrie Irving got the MVP, he did a hell of a job in that game. It was very impressive. This year? Yeah, that's about my thoughts on the game. Whatever. Uh, you know, did, was that basketball or was that just... Ah, uh, uh, okay. Wolves head to Memphis Friday the fifth, the nineteenth of February. Memphis Grizzlies, no Marcus Gasol, no problem, right? The Wolves got this. Well, I guess it was no problem for Memphis. What the hell? One hundred nine, one hundred four. Not a very fun game. I did not foresee Jack Randolph having his way the way he did it in the uh, down low. That was really frustrating. Joe Michael Green. I still don't know who that is. 
seriously, 11 rebounds in the game, dominated down low, getting all the rebounds that he needed to get. Even though Towns and Zheng both outplayed him, still, he still was uh, a frustration down low. Matt Barnes, well, <laughs> Matt Barnes was just Matt Barnes the whole game. Uh, really, the best player in this whole game was Michael Conley, or Mike Conley. That's been his name for a while, instead of Michael Conley, like in his college days. Um, strong game for him. He was hitting the shots he needed to. Wolves could not stop him as he attacked the lane. He hit a couple threes. Vince Carter, that stupid heave from three-fourths court. Yeah, it's the greatest shot ever. Yeah, well, I don't know. You, <laughs> whatever. It, it went in. We're happy for you. And then, of course, that changed all the momentum in the game. The Wolves are doing so well. And then he hit it at the after three at the end of the third quarter. And then, of course, it was pretty much all momentum for Memphis after that. It's I hate those long shots that just happen to magically go in because it changes the it just changed the, the momentum of the game. It always does, especially when you're on the road. And Memphis outscored the Wolves by ten points in that fourth quarter. Not a good fourth at all. Uh, Rubio bothered a bit because this was uh, this was right after the trade deadline. Thursday, February 18th, the infamous trade deadline and everything. And this one bugged him a bit. Uh, the Wolves did not make any move. Pardon me for the rattling there. I bumped the table. <laughs> not cool, right? Um, but there were trade rumors with Rubio. And it's not so much of like, oh my God, he almost got traded. Because he did not almost get traded. If you trade Ricky Rubio for Michael Carter-Williams, I give up. I mean, I give up. Seriously, do you really want shooting guards as point guards these days? Have a point guard. Have a bleeping point guard run your office, especially when you have all these athletes. I don't want Michael Carter. I don't want Michael Carter, Carter Williams to ever suit up for this team, unless unless like Levine Madden Mad, just leaves via free agency because he hates us for some reason. Then you need him to maybe replace <laughs> Levine at shooting guard, uh, depending on who you take in the draft between now and then. But you get the idea. Uh, Kevin Martin untradeable apparently because he won't waive his uh, final year of his contract. Wolves and Kevin Martin supposedly in buyout talks. Supposedly would like to see them buy out Tayshaun Prince, but I don't know. He's only signed for one year. I guess we're stuck with him for now. Mm, thanks, Sam, for that. No, no, Flip, Flip signed him, but I mean, thanks, Sam, for playing him on a regular basis. No Tayshaun Prince in Memphis, but uh, Memphis did the job they needed to. They just outplayed the Wolves in that fourth quarter after a very, very fun energetic game. Uh, the trade thing really did bug Ricky Rubio. He did not hit a single field goal in the game, but he made all five of his free throws, and that's it pretty much, other than doing a good job running the offense with nine assists, some athletic plays and all that. Uh, him and Gorgie Zhang have been forming a beautiful chemistry, and Gorgie played 44 minutes, which is nine more minutes than anybody else in the entire game. Uh, Gorgie's become definitely one of those kind of guys that deserves all the playing time he can get. And I, I have no disagreement in that category. Carl Anthony Towns struggled from the floor. That was strange. Uh, he just had an off night, man. Uh, if he was on, if, if he was like the normal Carl Anthony Towns, about a 50% and sometimes above 50%, like a sharp mid-range shot he's gotten. And of course, when he's slithering to the basket, Carl can be, uh, the, the, the Wolves would have won the game most likely, but he, he just struggled and it, it was unfortunate. He only attempted two free throws in the game as well. Wiggins made all 10 of his. Extremely impressive statistic as far as I'm concerned. If you can make all 10 of your free throws. Uh, the Wolves' free throw shooting for the game was unbelievable. Uh, are you ready for this stat? 31 of 31. And you still lost the game. Ah, Poor perimeter defense down the stretch. Mike Conley... 
attacking the lane, uh, inside defense, outside defense, just not very good defense in general, and the momentum swing in favor of the Memphis Grizzlies was the Wolves undoing in this unfortunate battle. 109-104. Memphis, with those retro 1950s uh, looking things, I guess. Uh, the uniforms didn't look like the 50s, but the font is like 1950s, you know, like a like a, a, a drive-in theater with a 57 Chevy, you know, you know that look? Yeah, that look. That's kind of what it looked like. Uh, I suppose because it's Music City and Elvis and all that, you know, that kind of thing. Saturday, February the 20th. Woo, a back-to-back. But the Wolves are hosting the Knicks. No problem. It's only Kurt Rambis. <laughs> Kurt Rambis, yeah. It's only Kurt Rambis, you know. The Wolves will be fine. Kurt Rambis, you know, Mr. Haughty, Mr. 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 I'm the I'm I'm from the Lakers fast break, the you know, the uh Showtime Lakers era, man, and the triangle offense. I'm from both dynasties. So screw you, Minnesota. I know what I'm talking about. Don't question me. I'm the best coach ever. I know everything. I absorbed everything like a sponge over there in LA, even though I wasn't much of a player. Um, Kurt Rambis is probably a worse coach than he was a player, and the Knicks rolled over the Wolves from the get-go, pretty much, except the Wolves tried to uh, make a nice showing of it at the end, kind of save face. I was trying the Knicks by 12 points in the fourth quarter, but pretty much from the get-go, it was like 9 nothing, 12-2, to 18-6, and the Knicks beat the Wolves 103-95. to 95. This had to be one of the worst feelings I've had as a Wolves fan in the last three to five years. Uh, other than when Kurt Rambis was coaching the team. Um, really? Oh, did you want to win one for your coach, guys? Is that what it was? Or were the Wolves just this? I don't know. Did you? Uh, I, I don't understand it. I, I don't. I, I have no explanation. Uh, other than, okay, is it back-to-back and you you still have the hangover from the All-Star break? Oh, whatever. You know, come on. Robin Lopez, 26 and 16. Really? Carmelo Anthony, 30. Well... Eh, Mr. Offense, no defense. I've, another guy I've never really been a fan of. I always, always kind of thought he was mm, just mm, whatever he is. They're going to follow only 11 points, but of course big threes down the stretch to just keep the Knicks ahead. Three of five from the floor. Uh, whatever, man. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins with 24 points apiece. I did predict Rubio would have a good game, and he did. 16 assists in the game. His assist totals have been ridiculous since the All-Star break. And this is about as good as it gets. 16 assists in the game. Shabazz Muhammad with 20 points. Very cool to see that. But even Gorgie Zhang, one of six from the floor. Just, mmm, mmm. Yuck. Yuck. Uh, Gorgie, very off night. Embiid wasn't feeling good. I have no idea what happened with him. Uh, terrible. Uh, he played about as many minutes as Tayshon and was about as effective as Tayshon in the game. And that was hard to watch considering how well Gorgie's been playing. Um, this next game was poop. It, it really was. It was poop. Uh, Zach missed all five of his threes. Didn't seem to be in rhythm at all on his shot uh, from three-point range. In the game, in general, though, attacking the basket and helping Rubio rack up the assists. Okay, yeah, that, the higher percentage stuff, made half of his shots overall. Shabazz on the receiving end of quite a few of those as well. Eight of 11 from the floor. Strong game for him. He was the most effective player uh, on the scoring side of things. Defensively, was it was a lousy game, and the Wolves offensively were not sharp, just sleepy. Even the Knicks weren't that great, but early on when the Knicks took that big lead and the, the Wolves just didn't seem to have any fight after that other than saving face in the fourth quarter. Kurt Rambis and the Knicks roll over the Wolves, and uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I just don't know what to tell you. 
Hmm. Yeah, lots of sound bites in this episode, huh? So I apologize if it's too much. I probably won't have any more the rest of the way. That's a bit much. But <laughs> lots of ups and downs in this uh, show. And this was a big down. This was the biggest downer of all. Easily the biggest. What, what the hell? He had wonderful little awards coming to the walls. He had three awards given out. Two to Zach Levine. Wow, what a weekend for him. Andrew, very close to getting MVP of that game, but Zach stole it away. Monday, February the 22nd. The Wolves' offense awoken big time. It was 103.95 versus the Knicks, by the way, if I didn't mention it openly. Didn't really want to say it, but um, whatever, man. Terrible. Uh, the Wolves beat the Celtics 124-122, to 122, but they screwed around quite a bit at the end, did the Wolves. Uh, the Wolves were on the strong end of this one early on and kind of maintained their lead most of the way until the fourth quarter when things just kind of went ably for the Celtics. The Wolves started missing free throws when they needed to make them at the end. They made them most of the game, but at the end they started missing them. Like Rubio missing free throws. Wiggins was 7 of 12 from the line. Uh, yuck. What a yucky night for him. Uh, 75% overall for the Wolves. 40 attempts, 30 makes, so you get the idea. 3 out of 4. That doesn't look bad on the surface, but late in the, late in the fourth quarter it was pretty lousy. Carl uh, Anthony Towns' dominance made a, just a very nice Tim Duncan type of up and under up, up and under type of move with almost a Kobe Bryant type of finish on it too. The way he kind of wrapped around and laid it in, that was a beautiful play. It was like Duncan and Kobe mixed together. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Carl, uh, definitely the best player in this game, I would have to say. Rubio very close to a triple-double. Eight rebounds, eight assists. Did not manage to get it, but he did get 15 points in the game, so that's good. Tyus Jones, strong for the most part. A little awkward on occasion, but overall clearly shows some offensive talent coming off the bench. Definitely not a starter, even later in his career, unless something crazy happens, like he is really good in one of these summers. But I'm not anticipating he's going to be that good. Uh, Tayshaun Prince doing what he needs to do, coming off the bench and playing only five minutes. That about sounds, that about sums it up for me. Sam Mitchell, that about sums it up. Uh, Tayshawn started against the Knicks and did nothing. Pissed me off, pissed everybody off. Don't know what the deal is, though. Great defense in Carmelo, though. He only got 30 points, so. We we don't know. I, we know why Tayshawn was in there. He was in there to guard Carmelo, and he just fantastic. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. When, when your best attribute is defense, you're not good at it anymore. Why the hell is he playing? Sam, come on, man. I, I, I love you, Sam. I love you, but come on. Uh, Zach Levine displaying the old catch-and-shoot in this one. Only attempted seven shots from the floor, and he started at shooting guard, but the catch-and-shoot was on display in this game. Simple basketball, common sense, fundamentals. I was even showing my wife, I went, you know, because she doesn't know anything about basketball. I said, look at this, watch, look. See that? See how simple that was? Look, no, now he's doing it again. See that? And now this guy on the other side is doing it. Simple stuff, right? Just swing the ball around. And that's what Sam Mitchell actually is all about. For all of you out there that hated three-point, uh, or think that Sam Mitchell hates three-point shots, he's never been a hater on shooting. He, he really hasn't. It's just he wasn't very confident in some of the guys shooting threes. Uh, he had a nice sit-down interview with uh, Darren Doogie Wolfson on the Scoop podcast, which does not need my help. I think he could you give me a little help, but you get the idea. <laughs> But it's a good interview, so check it out. Uh, I, I don't like giving plugs to big-name people anymore. It, it doesn't do me any good. What's the point? They, they get enough listeners. They get paid to do their stuff. So, <laughs> But I'm not jealous or anything, right? <laughs> uh, Zach, uh, catch and shoot, baby. There's your starting shooting guard right there. Catch and shoot. 
Yes, use your athletic ability, but don't force up shots. And Zach did not force up shots in this game. He was extremely efficient. When you're shooting long-range shots, you don't need to force it up unless it's like, I don't know, like uh, you're you're on fire. You're in one of those on fire things. But if you're just forcing up shots all the time, you're not gonna you're not gonna succeed in this league. And that's why the uh, the uh, Rashad McCanses and such have failed in this league. And other guys, that's why uh, um, what's his name is just a backup. Oh, Berea, guys like that that just force up shots. But Levine, who's built like a shooting guard, lanky. 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, uh, whatever he is, and catch and shoot, baby. Just catch and shoot that shot. It's a, he, He's got a beautiful motion on the catch and shoot, much better than when he forces him up, and it's a thing of beauty. And, and Zach Levine will be very successful at shooting guard that way. And then, of course, you get to add in that athletic, that athletic ability, which will help him get to all-star games, hopefully. More likely as a reserve than a starter, if you get the idea. I don't think he's top five, top ten talent in the league. I don't think he's that good. Uh, long term, um, but uh, the catch and shoot shot from long range, extremely high percentage, and the Wolves had that on display most of the night. Eight of fifteen from the floor, great offensive capability. It's just the way we almost let this one go kind of made me a little bit sick, just just a little bit down the stretch. Wiggins' lack of uh, aggressiveness, I don't understand it. Be more aggressive, Andrew, please. He he was real quiet this week. Yeah, he had a lot of points against the Knicks, and he didn't shoot that well. Carl didn't shoot that well on that one. In the Boston game, though, Carl was absolutely fantastic. Looked like a... No, see, there's your top five, top ten in the league guy, uh, along with, hopefully, Andrew, if he can be more aggressive. I mean, Andrew Wiggins is the most clutch player on the team in big moments, but sometimes he's just not that aggressive. And this night, maybe he figured it's Carl's night. I, I guess. And, of course, Zach launching the... Uh, Spot up threes, four of five from the floor. Do I need to say any more about the catch and shoot? I will keep saying it because I because I can. Damn it, <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not going to worry you to death on it or anything. But at the same time, it's common sense. High high IQ basketball, high percentage basketball. You know what Zach Levine's three point percentage is in the month of February? Because that's when I've noticed more catch and shoot focus on Zach. Forty three percent. <laughs> yeah, forty three percent. That's uh, that's pretty good for three point range. That's almost half. Per- that's almost half of his threes go in now. That's what I'm talking about, and that includes him probably forcing up a few along the way. But the catch and shoot, it's just okay. I'll, I'll chill out now. Uh, Gorgie Zhang, fantastic in the game, just efficient as all get out. The most efficient player most of the entire week. Uh, plus 12 in the game. Just beautiful. And, of course, Rubio was very strong along the way, too. Other than those two missed free throws, we'll, we'll forgive you. We'll forgive you, Ricky. We will. Uh, Wiggins was more, much more frustrating for me in this one than Ricky Rubio. So those of you that think I'm only on Andrew Wiggins' jock and he can do no wrong, he can do wrong, all right. And everybody on this team can do wrong because Carl Anthony Towns had a terrible shooting head against the Grizzlies. And if he didn't, we might have won the game. Everybody can do wrong. The Northern Cal guy can do wrong too, guys out there. Get off his jock, damn it. I'm not on anybody's jock. Jay Crowder, who the hell is you? Who the hell are you, man? That guy just keeps getting better and better, doesn't he? <laughs> that guy keeps getting better and better and better. I mean, starting out the season, I barely knew who the heck he was. He's a good little player, isn't he, over there in uh, Boston. Man, freaking Celtics, man. They're pretty good. Marcus Smart's good too. Really like the team. Greatly coached. Very well coached. You know, it's like you want to say they don't have any stars, per se, but they have a lot of good players. Good players. They have a lot of solid to good players, and that's why they're good. And, of course, the coach is awesome. I mean, Brad Stevens, Butler, oof. 
Fantastic job. Talk about a guy who would be a perfect coach for the Wolves. Perfect. Wouldn't he be perfect for this team? Bummer, man, but maybe maybe Fred Hoiberg. It would, don't be surprised if Fred Hoiberg's available this summer. Don't be surprised. That might be who Darren Doogie Wolfson was talking about when he's saying there is a current coach, NBA or college. I'm not going to say if it's NBA or college out there because he didn't want to leave any hints and start a rumor for somebody that's a current coach, if you know what I mean, uh, out there, though, that the Wolves uh, would definitely be targeting, and he's the guy if he's available come summertime, and the odds are that he will be available. That's what uh, Doogie was saying much earlier. I wouldn't be surprised if he met Fred Hoiberg. That's just me saying it. I don't know Doogie. I've never talked... Well, I've received tweets from him on occasion, but that's about it. And he's not going to tell me something like that. Trust me. (laughs) At least I don't think he would. Uh, Toronto. Yeah, Andrew. Homecoming. Wednesday, February the 24th. Last night. Come on. Damn it. 114-105. Toronto. Uh, this is another reason why I hate the uh, direction the league is going. Because there were situations where guys could have had wide open layoffs. Instead, they hoi- they swing it out for an open three and they make it. Ah, uh, it gets so annoying to watch. <laughs> Just lay the ball in, especially when you're up by a good amount of points. That bugged me a little bit. I, I didn't like it. Uh, there was a play in the game that bugged me also. And I know it's one play and it's not a big deal. Rubio was very effective during the game, but he made a play in the game that bugged me. You had Wiggins, and you had uh, Levine. It was a fast break, like three on two or something like that, I believe. Rubio, obviously, the drive with the ball. Wiggins was close to the basket, but he had like two defenders on top of him. And Taysom Prince was a couple steps behind Rubio. Rubio makes a fake and forces the ball to Wiggins. What the hell was that? Yeah, all Zach would have had to do in that play was maybe take was take one step, <laughs> and the one step would be basically the next step is when he takes off and dunks. That's all. That's all it would have been. Easy basket. Instead of instead, Wiggins was trapped under there and couldn't do anything. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. And it was one play, but I had to make a personal note of it, and I'm glad I did. So I just wanted to say that I'm sorry. I'm not a Rubio hater. I just didn't like that play. And in a close game like this, you can't afford to have a mental mistake like that. That was an easy basket. Just, golly, stuff like that drives me nuts. It really does. Wiggins started at shooting guard. What do you think that meant? What do you think that meant? It means Tayshon started at small forward again. Sam, what the hell are you doing? Did he need to guard James Johnson or Louis Scola? Or or what's the deal? Luis Scola, not Louis, but you get the idea. Sam, why is Tayshon Prince starting in this game? Do you hate Zach Levine or what? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Rubio hated Zach Levine on that fast break for some strange reason. Um, Tayshon Prince had his most effective night, though. I've probably seen it in a while. He made both of his shots, including a three-pointer. Tayshon Prince had a three. He had five points and five rebounds in 16 minutes, 17 minutes. Wow, pretty good. <laughs> oh, that wasn't bad. Uh, Wiggins was more aggressive in this game, but he wasn't that good. Uh, he did wind up with 26 points, though. That's nice. He was rough around the edges. Six turnovers. This whole game just didn't seem right. You could tell the whole game just didn't seem right. You kind of could tell the Wolves aren't going to win, even though they had some strong moments that it made you believe that maybe they will pull this out. But overall, a very frustrating game. Poor defense down the stretch. The Raptors were not very good from three-point range until later on in the fourth quarter, they started scorching all of them. And it was annoying. It was really annoying. DeRozan made both of his threes in the fourth quarter. Uh, Lowry made, I believe, all three of his threes, at least two of them in the fourth quarter. So frustrating. 
mm. and DeRozan just eats up this team. I don't know if he's a and he's the guy a lot of people seem to forget about when we keep talking about the 2009 draft and passing on this guy and taking that guy. You know what I mean? That crap that I don't want to bring up anymore. Well, we passed up on DeMar DeRozan too, and he's pretty good. Breaking news as it happens. He made the All-Star team for a reason. Um, at the end of the day, if we took the Northern Cal player uh, that I don't want to mention anymore, if we took him, then the uh, <laughs> then the Wolves would not have Wiggins or Towns. You do have to remember that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and Love probably would have still wanted it. Well, maybe he wouldn't have, but you get the idea. It would have, it would have been interesting. I don't know what the chemistry would have been like. Um, but DeMar DeRozan is a legit, like, full-size shooting guard who would have fit in pretty nicely as well. Don't, I mean, don't get blinded only by the Northern Cal guy. Uh, you know, I, I like DeMar DeRozan, too, and I actually wanted him, actually, at that spot. But, well, yeah, here we are today, not worrying about it, because we have Towns and Wiggins. We just had to wait a little while and got rid of Kevin Love because he's not as good as we thought he was. Damn it. Cleveland's figuring that out the hard way. We would have figured it out with Northern Cal player, current Northern Cal player, former Davidson player on the roster. So, yeah, I keep mentioning him even though I don't say his name. Gorgie was fantastic in this game. Extremely efficient, fantastic. I'm talking with an accent for some reason. Fantastic game for him. Towns was off again. I, I don't know. He was kind of, he was rough around the edges. Levine was rough. Uh, five fouls for each of those guys. Gorgie even had four fouls in the game, but he had a block of the ages. It was so beautiful. <laughs> what a nice block by Gorgie. Just swatted that thing into the third row. Fantastic. Uh, loved it. Kind of like a young Garnett on that play. And Gorgie is just so effective as a starting power forward on this team. Just beautiful. How can you not love him? <laughs> and you will hear from Marcus the Forecaster if I can bleep and remember. I better remember in the fan interaction segment. We, we got to get Marcus involved in this show. That's why, I, you know, I, I try to text him in the night. That seems to be when he answers more. And because uh, he's an old night owl. That's usually when we recorded these shows at the time, at those days, in those days. So it was fun. Um, but you'll hear from him. And he talks about Gorgie a bit as well. Just a uh, very strong week other than the Knicks game. And I'll try to forgive him for that one. A very Tayshawn-like performance in that one. But really nobody played well in that Knicks game. Nobody. Rubio had 16 assists. That's about the highlight of that game, and that, that, that was nice, but well, Shabazz did too, but mm, you need more than just Shabazz to beat the to beat even the Knicks out there. Seriously, you got to play better than that. Uh, this game was a very winnable game, but the defense was not good down the stretch, and I don't know. The effectiveness was not there at times. It drove me crazy. It really did. But thank you, Gorgie, for a fantastic performance. And Wiggins, at least being more aggressive, but really rough around the edges. Six turnovers in the game. Not what the, the, the doctor ordered for coming home and kicking you that team's butt. That would have been nice to see. So there you go. Let's wrap things up for this segment with the awards of the week. Despite the New York Knicks game, Gorgie Zhang is going to get... A, he's he's going to get the Lone Wolf Award for this episode and the <laughs> Johnny Flynn Memorial. See, I keep bringing that up. Maybe I should change that too so we can forget about that 9 draft finally, once and for all. For all. Even Hank McCoy's harassing me about that now. I got, I, got, I got that message in the middle of the night. <laughs> of course, I didn't see it till the morning, but you get the idea. <laughs> oh, he knows how I feel about all that stuff. But um, the Johnny Flynn Memorial, the worst player since the last show or the, or the week, whatever, it's going to go to Tayshon Prince and Sam Mitchell. Sam, why do you keep starting Tayshon Prince? And Tayshon is just great defense against Carmelo. Thank you very much. Just great defense in that game. Uh, yeah, he had a nice game against this, uh, 
the Raptors, not the Celtics. Nice game against the Raptors. Not bad. Efficient. He he, he actually did very well in that game, to be quite honest. But overall, I'm going to give him the James... Uh, why am I saying that? The Johnny Flynn Memorial and Sam Mitchell's getting a two for continuing to start him, despite the fact when Zach Levine starts nowadays, he's he's getting better and better. For a little while there, it seemed like when Zach started, he was less less effective than when he came up the bench. It was weird. Just weird. But um, Zach, that catch-and-shoot performance against the Celtics was a thing of beauty. Just needs to keep doing that. Needs to keep starting, and, and they need to keep setting him up for those. Just keep him coming, baby. Keep him coming. So that's it. Segment one done. Segment two on the way. Hey, Kurt Rambis, I guess we didn't give the proper effort tonight either, huh? Well, well, well. I guess we're back here on segment number two, huh? Let's preview a couple games, shall we? Or should we? Oh, well, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Saturday, February the 27th. Let's wrap up the month of March with a back-to-back against two teams we're probably not going to beat. Yeah, I don't know. Does that sound bad? Eh, you know what? It doesn't sound bad. It just sounds like somebody telling... Just just being honest and uh, about the situation. Not good matchups. Saturday, February 27th. The Minnesota Timberwolves head to New Orleans, Louisiana. Well, they're just the Pelicans. Come on, we, we can beat them. No, we never beat the Pelicans. We never beat them. They're only four games better than the Wolves, 22 and 34, but we never beat them. Okay, sure, Aaron Gordon's going to be out, but so what? Or Eric Gordon, not Aaron Gordon. I don't want to even go there anymore. Eric Gordon is not going to be around with a fraction finger, but when does he play? Tell me, when does Eric Gordon play? Like once every 15 years, maybe? Omer Asik sprained ankle not that long ago. He's out. Wolves aren't going to win, though. Anthony Davis always rolls all over us, though. Hopefully, the only hope the Wolves have to win this game is Carl just goes ape bleep on Anthony Davis. He's going to have to. He's going to have to outplay Anthony Davis, but somebody else is going to have to compliment him out there. Is it Gorgie? Is it Zach? Is it Ricky? Well, no. Nah. <laughs> Ricky running the offense, having a great game. Yeah, that he's been consistent about that, but I'm just saying scoring. Eh, I'm, you know, whatever. Uh, not saying he's bad at offense. It's just that you you got other options offensively. Uh, Wiggins, Zach, Shabazz, Muhammad, Gorgie, Zhang, guys like that. Gorgie is going to have to play very well in this game to compliment Carl uh, Anthony Towns in order to score a lot of points. He's, they're going to have, one of those two is going to have to really have a big game and the other one's going to have to be very solid as well, at a bare minimum. But there's going to have to be another scoring option out there that's going to have to have a huge game, like Andrew Wiggins, hopefully. And that's who, we, you know, and some nights Andrew is the main guy anyway. Just saying this is a situation where it's mano a mano, you know. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, two very similar players, you could say. Uh, is Dante Cunningham going to go off on us again? Is Gee going to have a good game? <laughs> Do we have to even talk about Deshaun Jones? Oh, come on. Or Norris Cole or Drew Holiday, who always seems to kick our butt. Uh, Drew, Drew Holiday always seems to. Last time Ryan Anderson made made like five threes on us. It was just unbelievable. Um, but for the Wolves to win the game, it's going to have to be obviously what I just said. You know, the, both big men are going to have to play. One of them is going to have to play great. One very good. And then the key in this one is going to have to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the carousels in, uh, I, I'm going to say, you know, Deshaun Jones is a good defensive guard. Uh, for the Wolves to win this game, 
it's going to have to be uh, Shabazz Muhammad. I'm going to go with Shabazz Muhammad in this one. He's going to have to kind of come out and score 20 plus to, in this game. Going to have to be a big factor. And of course, Ricky Rubio running the offense, double digit assists, all that. And Carl, hopefully, with upper 20s to 30 ish. I don't know if Wiggins is going to have a big game in this one. But if he does, great. The Wolves' chances of winning are better. Unfortunately, though, I do think New Orleans will beat us like they always do. And I'll go with the final score of 111 to 98, New Orleans over the Wolves. 111 98 to uh, Anthony Davis with another big game, whatever. But Carl will represent in this game, in my opinion. I think he's the key player for the Wolves. Dallas, Texas. Back-to-back, Sunday, 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 February the 28th, the the official regular last day of February, but not this year. You could Monday leap year. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki moving up the charts, 29,000 career points. Congratulations, sixth all-time in the scoring list. Doesn't get much better than that, does it? Darren Williams, eh. Raymond Felton, eh. Wesley Matthews, uh-oh. And Chandler Parsons, another uh-oh. And Zaza Pachulia really came out of the woodwork this year, even though he's been in the league about 10 years. He's actually really playing major major good basketball, a big-time rebounder and such. Key player in this game has got to be... I'm going to go with Andrew Wiggins in this one. I think he's the, the best player for the Wolves in this game. And you're going to need a big performance from Zach Levine. We'll go with him from the carousel as well. I, I mean, I, I'm expecting Levine to have a higher scoring game in this one. I think this will be an, in general, high scoring game. And Levine is one of those kind of players that <laughs> thrives in that situation. Oh, there's the, you know, the Gorgie Shabazz and uh, Levine uh, carousel. What was I going to call it? La. Lamajang. <laughs> no, I I can't. No, Lamang. Lamang. The, the Lamang Carousel. That's what it is. Levine Muhammad Zhang Carousel. Lamang. The Lamang Carousel. The guy who will be the uh, the factor in this one out of the Lamang Carousel will be uh, Zach Levine overall. I think he'll be the best player out of that group. And then Wiggins is the main key to victory in this one. He's going to have to show up, have a big one. Uh, Carl will play well. Rargi will play well, but I think the guard play is what would beat the Dallas Mavericks in the situation. I, that's just the way I see it at this stage. I could be dead wrong. In fact, some of you out there might be disagreeing, and that's totally fine. That's what that's, that's what radio is all about, agree or disagree. But in this case, I see Wiggins coming out there with a 28-point type of game and pen free throws, that type of deal. Rubio will get a high number of assists in this one. This is going to be a high-scoring game, but the Wolves will not come out as winners, unfortunately. Dallas will win the game 115 to 105. 115, 105. Dallas wins the game in Maverick Center. Dirk Davisi will have a good number of points, but I think the guy that always kills us is Wesley Matthews, and Chandler Parsons will show up with a 20 point effort as well. As I continue to try not to cop to death, hitting the dump button here as I try to breathe. <laughs> I don't know why I always get dry throat here. Wednesday, March the 2nd, the day after Super Tuesday. Yes, sir. Dallas, uh, excuse me, Washington. Wizards come to town. Randy Whitman's Washington Wizards, John Wall, all that good stuff. Come to Minneapolis, Target Center. I think the Wolves win this one. Uh, Gary Neal, up right now, out with a sore right leg as of February 10th. He's been out for a while with that issue. You got some good players on this team. They're, they're underachieving this year compared to years past. Maybe Randy Whitman's final season in Washington would not be surprised to see that take place. Just don't bring him here, please. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, first of two meetings, though. The second one will be March 25th, so not too far, about three weeks away. We'll close the season series, which is just as short as it is with the Wizards. Uh, still like the uniforms versus the older ones. Still don't like the name, but you get the idea. Uh, the Wolves should win this game. 
and I think the Wolves will win this game. I think the Wizards will show up to play for the most part, but I think Minnesota at home should take this one. Um, I, I, I like the Wolves' chances. Don't be surprised to see Carl Anthony Towns have a highlight reel type of game. I, I think Towns is the big boy in this one again. And as for the uh, Lemang Carousel, the Lemang Carousel, that's a new bit. I finally came up with something. <laughs> kind of like a podcast out there called Intari Visions, like Intellivision, Atari, and ColecoVision. You know, like they're reviewing uh, three games, or I mean, you know, three games. It's the same game, but the different versions on each system. Which one's the best? Well, this is the Lemang Carousel. The main Carousel guy in this one is going to be Gorgie. Gorgie Zhang and Carl Anthony Towns, I think, will have big games in this one, and they'll help the Wolves win this one. And, and Gorgie is becoming a more consistent guy. He's not much of a carousel as much as he used to be, but it's still there. It still exists. Because Carl and Wiggins are more of the constant scorers. They're going to get their 20-ish most of the time um, with a few quiet ones here and there. Especially Wiggins going to get quiet, which drives me nuts, but it is what it is. Um, but that, that's why I came up with the whole carousel bit. It's usually one of those three really stands out, and it's not the same guy every night. It's not a consistent thing, necessarily. But I think Gorgie will be the uh, factor in the the uh, the uh, Lemang carousel. Hopefully I can remember that. <laughs> Lemang carousel. <laughs> I like it. Um, it's a three-headed monster, and this time the tallest of the, of the heads will be the victor in that one. Uh, guard play is going to be big in this game. Don't be surprised to see... Wiggins go off as well, but I think the big man down low will be the factors in this one. I, I can just see the Wolves really, really focusing on Carl Towns in this one, and Towns being aggressive, and just I just have a feeling he'll have a good game against the uh, against the Washington Wizards. Yeah, Gortat's a guy I always used to want on this team before we had uh, Mister <laughs> before we had Mister Carl uh, Anthony Towns, and even Gory Zhang situations like that. But well. I'm okay with it now. It's a lot of fun. We got a two-headed monster down there. <laughs> we got we got like two power forward centers out there that really complement each other well, and it's a beautiful thing. As for Nikola Pekovic, might as well talk about it now because I didn't have it in the fan interaction. I probably should have had it in there. Um, I I think he's done. Um, he's the report was he's still going to be out indefinitely as re, he's recovering from that surgically repaired Achilles tendon. I think he's done. Um, he played limited time. And it's still flared up again on him. Uh, he's done. And I've, I've been saying it since sometime last summer. This is Pekovic's last year. I got a little flack of it uh, from, uh, I believe, Vince Germano out there of the Courtside Podcast. From uh, Mr. Mr. Watson over there, Mr. John Watson. <laughs> of the uh, Sherlock Holmes and, uh, and Watson over there. Holmes and Watson of, of uh, NBA Basketball Podcasting over there, the Courtside Podcast. Um, I, he didn't seem to like my thought process on that, but I'm, I get a vibe. He probably agrees at this point. Another guy, though, I think is done because it's kind of flaring up again, and I don't think a lot of people in this town agree with me. They seem to be kind of annoyed with my statement on the uh, the uh, other Facebook pages out there, T-Wolves, uh, excuse me, Flips Army and Wolves Nation. Um, I, I think Kevin Garnett's done, too. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that he's finished. This is his final season in the NBA uh, he may play a couple more games, but I think Pekovic is done. I mean, done, done. I don't think he's going to play another game in the NBA. And if he does, well, more power to him, but it'll be so limited, and he, and he'll just be out again anyway. But my bold prediction of the week is Pekovic will not play another game in the NBA, 
And for me, there, is, this isn't bold at all. Kevin Garnett's not going to play again next year. It, what for? He'll be 40 already. And he'd be like 22 years in the league. The only reason would be to like pass like uh, Kevin Willis or or no, uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Parrish in amount of uh, seasons played. That, that's about the only point. And Robert Parrish didn't do anything on those teams. He was just kind of a coach anyway. Kind of a coach. You know, and Garnett's kind of that already on our team. At least he shows up for the games. He, he he didn't last year. I remember he got sick for a while, and I got mad at him and gave him a Johnny Flynn Memorial one of those times. But, yeah, okay, well, that's okay. I, I won't be giving him that anymore unless he comes and sit out and says something very stupid. Uh, other news before I get to segment three. Yeah, Steve Kaplan, about ready to wrap that up, uh, buying the franchise. Nine-figure amount of money, of course. $100 million range, 30% of the club. He uh, is going to have say on things more than people want to believe. Sid Hartman will tell you he's going to have zero say. This is Glenn Taylor's team. End of story. But just about everyone else will tell you Steve Kaplan is going to be a major factor in the direction of this franchise. Hiring a coach, general manager, all that good stuff. Well, you know, president of basketball, whatever. Don't be surprised if Milton stays and Sam Mitchell goes. But Sam Mitchell, though, in that interview with with, uh, Darren Doogie Wolfson was very, very worth listening to. And Sam is who I thought he was. Even though I gave him flack about things and about this and that during the season. And of course, starting Jason Prince, I hate that. I, I, I just hate it. And it doesn't make sense. But uh, Sam Mitchell is a basketball maven. He, he, he really is. He's, he's a guru of the game, without a doubt. Uh, at minimum, he's an elite assistant coach in this league. And I wish, I wish it worked this way. And it maybe would have back in like the 60s and 70s when egos and salaries and this and that weren't what they were and people weren't as clicky as they are today. People are very clicky now. But I wish Sam Mitchell could stay on the coaching staff for the new head coach. I, I wish he could be the top assistant for the new head coach. I, I, I think he's that good as an assistant. I, I really do. I think very highly of the guy. His basketball knowledge is as high as it gets. It really is. Uh, his His... But his, his his ability to be a head coach, I think, is he's a decent head coach. But I think you can get better. I I think you can do better. But as an assistant coach, I I, I think you'd be hard pressed to do better. I think he's one of the best assistants in all of basketball. I don't know him personally, and a lot of you out there have met a lot of Timberwolves players. And I think you get I sense a little tension if I say something not so friendly about the guy. But this is radio. I gotta say what I'm gonna say. I'm not chumming up with anybody. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, I could maybe be re- like have a respectful relationship if and when I ever meet some of the players, but or coaches. But it'll be a respectful business relationship. I'm not gonna chum up. I'm not gonna kiss their feet. They're not holy. They're just they're just people. They put shoes on like we do. You know what I'm saying? So people rip me too. You know what I'm saying? I, I go through a lot of crap every day. Actually, to be honest with you. Um, so that's just life. Maybe not every day, but regularly. There we go. <laughs> and I don't make 10 million. I don't make 1 million. I don't make a hundred thousand. All these guys make well over that. So well over the hundred thousand range. So it happens and they know that. So with that, we'll wrap this up. We'll go to segment three and fan interaction. Hey dude, 
just wondering, what do you think? Carl Anthony Towns, third team All-NBA, second team? I don't think first team. What do you think? Hey, we're back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three. You just heard the voice of a caller that didn't give their name. Now, of course, this is the fan interaction segment. That's why we let off with that. That's a tradition you like to do usually on my shows. Um, they didn't leave a name. It sounds like Aaron, though, an old buddy of mine. I used to work with him at a Holiday years ago, back like circa 08, I believe. 07, 08, uh, 08, 2008. Sounds like Aaron. I'm not sure, though. Next time, whoever that is, please give me, please give me your name. Please... Feel welcome to call again. I, I'm glad I was able to get that on the show, and thank you very much. Even though you know, now, uh, even though it's short and everything, nothing wrong with that. Even just a five second call or, or a, a minute, whatever it is, up to a minute per se, maybe two minutes if you really have a ton of stuff to get off your chest. But try not to be too crazy about it if you could. <laughs> this was fantastic, though. Um, Carl Anthony Towns not first team All NBA. No. Uh, do you mean this year or long term? Um, long term, I think he could be first team. He could be. Second team for sure. This season, third. I'll go with third team All-NBA because you got a lot of other stars at this point in time. Second team, well, if he goes on a massive surge and the Wolves start winning games like crazy, like in March and and April, okay. But no, I I don't think he's second team. I I think he has a chance at third team All-NBA at this stage, at the center position. He has a chance at it, and I hope he gets it. That would be fantastic. So that's where I'd go with. Please let me know your name, though. Uh... Either tell me on Facebook. Oh, yeah, on Facebook, obviously. Either on the Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page. That's uh, double, uh, that's facebook.com forward slash <laughs> Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. All one word after the forward slash. Or Twitter at Wolves Explosion because Timberwolves Explosion doesn't fit. It's at Wolves Explosion. And the call in line remains 209 736 7877. 209 736 7877. Again, please do leave your name if you could. And I wish I said that on the last couple of shows. That might be why you figured, eh, you know, maybe you don't want to leave your name. Uh, but it's more, I don't know, it's more fun if you leave your name so I could call you by name and people know, people might be able to know who you are, you know, that type of thing. Uh, also, from Canada, I received a five star rating and I really apologize for not getting to this sooner. It was at the end of November. Uh, Steve. Steve Shika Dance, I believe I'm saying it correctly. Well, apparently, Timberwolves Explosion is the most Timberwolves, uh, most popular Timberwolves podcast in Canada. And damn it, it should be, right? No, <laughs> apparently it is, though, uh, from what I can tell. From what I can tell, it's the most sought-after Timberwolves, uh, Timberwolves podcast in Canada. And it's like you think, okay, Canadians might listen to Tim- Timberwolves because of Andrew Wiggins and, well, Anthony Bennett for like five seconds, but because of Andrew Wiggins and all that. Like how Australians first jumped on to Timberwolves because of Luke Longley. And then later on, Shane Heal for a very short stretch. But Luke Longley especially, that was a big deal over there in Australia. And you'll hear that quite often when I talk to Vince and Hank and such. Uh, especially Vince, who uh, loves the Timberwolves 20 years later. You know, yeah, Offsy Wolves over there, uh, Nigel Southern. Shout out to him if he's still listening. Uh, he, he, he listens off and on. A busy guy in the financial world. Gotta love him over there in Aussie. Um, but, uh, yeah. The, the fact that you guys seem to like uh, Timberwolves Explosion more, though, than these other weeds that popped up the last couple of years. And, and I don't mean to be mean about it, but some of the posts I see, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I sense a little bit of, 
mm, sabotage sometimes. Oh, it's the be- they have the best wolf. Finally, a good wolves show. It's like that makes me so mad when I see that. But this one is coming the other direction. And thank you so much, Steve Shikadance, so much. I'll read it out now. Great podcast. I've listened to to all the T Wolves podcasts I could find, and this is definitely the best out there. Intelligent commentary and wonderful game review. Thank you very much, Steve. I really appreciate that. That is just awesome. Now, that's on iTunes. In order to read uh, the reviews, I need to log into the country. And I'd been doing that for the longest time, and I just forgot. I got lazy. I kept thinking, oh, I don't think anybody in Canada cares about me, damn it. (laughs) But it's like, you know what? Sometimes they do. (laughs) And thank you so much, Steve. I hope you're still listening. I hope you didn't give up on me thinking that. Uh, oh, he's not going to read my post. He says he he says he's going to read posts and give you a nice shout out whenever they give you a positive review. But I got to it, and I apologize, and I'll be better about it in the future for the others out there. Maybe you in. I mean, I know somebody in China that listens to the show on Twitter. Uh, I know her on Twitter. Millie is her name if she's still listening. So hello to you <laughs> in case. <laughs> um, yeah, just thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate that. That means a lot because a lot of these shows they pop up, they think they're better. And then where do, where, where do most weeds go? Oh, that they tend to wilt and die, don't they? The Timberwolves explosion is an oak tree, damn it. I'm not wilting and dying. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm a freaking redwood when it comes to Timberwolves basketball. Doggone it. And I'm not encouraging anybody to stick around longer than me, now because they're not gonna. <laughs> I was here first, and I'm not going away. So there you go. So there you go. Let's try to get to the Facebook pages and such. Now, um, those of you that are willing to write a positive review on iTunes, please do. (laughs) Not begging or anything. It's just, it's helpful. It's really nice. And it means a lot. And it encourages others out there to listen to this show and such. I mean, it's like you look at these other podcasts and they got these, they got tons of positive reviews. You just know that just like all their close friends and stuff. I don't know. uh, Their show is not any better than Timberwolves Explosion. And I've heard that from multiple sources as well. So, I'm not the only person saying it. So let's get to Tim, the Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page. Like I already mentioned how to get there. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. See, now my show is really dropping off the, the charts right now, the way I'm going. Uh, no posts, uh, no comments on my posts, but visitor posts. There will be a decent number. I got to think. February 2nd. Da, 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 da. Let's get caught up where I'm supposed to be. And there we go. Hank McCoy saying, that's my guy. Levine honors flips. Saunders after the dunk contest. Yes, and that was fantastic. And I didn't mention that, and I apologize. Um, but I figured I'd get to it here. That's probably why. <laughs> it was like a mental thing. Um, yeah, Zach Levine did honor Flip Saunders. He dedicated the award to Flip and his family, saying, hey, you're the man that took me. You believed in me, and you motivated me to, uh, you know, along the way, encouraged me in my you know ups and downs in his rookie year and such. And that was that was nice and very touching. I could imagine how Zach felt uh, about everything. Um, Vince Germano say going to look good in Laker yellow. Kobe's mentoring him. He'll be telling him to come to L.A. And I'm like, conflict of interest. Tampering charges are on the way. <laughs> and Vince says, ha, he'll he'll be a retired player. Can't do a thing. Look at you. Look at you. You and your tampering. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. I can't stop. Can I? Oh, yeah, I'm going crazy. Vince Germano saying, totally agree with what you said on your last show about Gorgie Yang. I hope whoever the new coach is will keep playing him next to talent. I think it shows plenty of promise, and I really hope so, too. That's the thing that always scares me. New coaches come in, and, and things change, and it's like, come on. I think Gorgie's a starting power forward. 
or center. I, I think he can start in this league. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And this last week, he earned that Lone Wolf Award. And thank you very much for that, Vince. I really went on a tangent last show. And I'm a pretty big Gorgie fan. Can you tell? And I, and a lot of people out there like think he's not that good and stuff. I think some of them are turning around, though. But not enough, maybe. Uh, Vince Germano, again, like I always say, the courtside podcast, Timberwolves Explosion. Hopefully I haven't lost the... Uh, courtside approved uh, label yet because I don't like the Northern California team. I don't like their style. I don't like the players or the, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not a fan. And Vince, I don't, or Vince, Hank mostly, I think he kind of doesn't like that I'm so, yeah, negative on that team. Hopefully I haven't lost that label yet. I I, I apologize if I'm annoying you, but I, I can't help it. I, I, I got to give you what I got to give you. It's like you might be a Laker hater and such. You know, I mean, not everybody had to like the like has to like the Lakers either. So or the Grizzlies. Ooh, you know. Vince saying, I know this probably won't happen, but I would love it if the Lakers swung a trade for Shabazz. I really feel he needs the shackles released and he will explode. Still believe he's going to be a big time scorer. You know, and it's like I should comment more on these because I I tend to save them for the show. So it's nothing. I, I don't mean to like uh, be quiet, but then again, I guess Hank kind of does that too, where he'll. Uh, unless it's something that pisses him off pretty much he'll or makes him go crazy uh, you know some huge news some breaking news type thing something like that that's but yeah i should comment back more and i apologize if i don't sometimes i'm busy too but oftentimes i'm at work when i get them but uh uh i tend to save them for the show though that's one of the main reasons um i would not be surprised if shabazz muhammad is the most likely one traded out of the group uh, right now, I think the Wolves are very dedicated to Zach, and I think they're... I would hope that they don't lose Gorgie Zhang. That would be terrible. And, of course, Townsend Wiggins, you lose either one of them, it's game over, baby. You, you do not want to lose either one of them. You you do not want either one of them gone. And any post about the Wolves, are the Wolves ready to trade Wiggins out there? Any any blogs about that? Just, can we please... Oh, no, I'm not ready to trade Andrew Wiggins. I'm sorry. I'm not ready to trade Andrew Bleepin Wiggins. I'm not ready to do it. All right? So, Twitter, at Wolves Explosion. One of these decades, I'll get to it, right? At Wolves Explosion. Give that a follow. That's the term for Twitter. Isn't it a beautiful term, too? And I'm probably not even on the right account, which is an... Oh, I am. Amazing. All right. So, generally speaking... I, uh, it's mostly retweets and stuff. Oh, Kurt, uh, Kurt uh, Vince, at Vinrock44 says, Rambus, my boy. Oh, Vince, why, 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 why do you have to say it? Oh, why do you have to say it? Why? Why? And I also retweeted the uh, Joey King post when they finally won a game, the Gophers. Uh, they beat Maryland. Yeah, if you finally win a game and you beat Maryland. I mean, okay. You can't beat Northwestern, but you can beat Maryland. All right. Uh, yep. It's like when the Wolves can't beat the Lakers, but they beat like like they beat like uh, let's say mm-hmm, they beat Toronto at home. That was pretty good. That was a nice win. That was about the sixth best team maybe in basketball right now. Yeah, that's about the Maryland Terrapins right there. Uh, a couple of followers. Thank you very much. God bless you. And I'm following back as long as you aren't, didn't unfollow me since then. Ooh, T Wolves Army MD East. I like that. Middle East. Huh. Cool. Cool, thank you very much for following. Hopefully you're a listener. Boring Wiggins. Oh no! Clear for the Timberwolves. Just doing my best. Not a Philly. <laughs> boring Andrew Wiggins, huh? He's not boring. Come on. <laughs> you know what? You know how I feel about the whole boring thing? And thank you so much, Vince, for uh, retweeting the show and uh, 10A Brown. You guys are just awesome. They, they retweet the show 
every week and or every release, whatever. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Never stop. God bless you. And I, I need to keep retweeting and shouting out to Courtside as well. Danae, again, you're very welcome to call in again. And I, I should have him on one of these days. It's just my schedule is like really harsh right now. I don't know when it's going to change. That's the crappy part. But um, it just is what it is. So, yeah, <sighs> it just is what it is. Um, I can't remember what I was trying to lead towards now. <laughs> That's the funny part. Oh, yep, I was saying how uh, Vince, uh, how uh, Kurt Ramos is the Jeb Butch of coaches. Yeah, pretty much. You know, just ineffective, you know, like seventh place. You know what I mean? Seventh place out of like eight. Or no, actually, Kurt would be the worst of all. He'd be more like... I don't know, somebody that doesn't get any votes, basically. <laughs> I think I remember what I was going to say also was, uh, Tanae, uh, leave another voice, uh, <laughs> another uh, audio submission, that's what it is, and other people out there in Australia or New Zealand or Canada or wherever, if you can't call into the the, uh, the uh, phone line, 209-736-7877, uh, smartphones, smart devices, tablets, all that stuff, have free voice recorders. Feel free to leave, leave something up to a minute or two, like two minutes absolute tops, we'll say, and give your thoughts and such. You're very, very welcome on the show. And then email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. That's, of course, if you can't just uh, call in to, that, to, that, uh, to the voicemail and such. Just email them to me via the audio submission. I believe that's what I was getting to. I hate when I have some kind of thought and it disappears. It happens sometimes. It happens to everybody. But pretty sure that's what I meant to say. So I apologize for that in case I blew something away there. Uh, that should about wrap up the show, though. Uh, other than that, oh, I should give some shout-outs to the uh, the Facebook pages out there. Ryan Newman out there, wonderful page. And I did mention it earlier, Wolves Nation slash NBA Talk. Wolves Nation slash NBA Talk. Wonderful page out there. They allow me to post uh, the show thread on their page, Ryan does. So give that page a like. And, of course, Flips Army as well. I think Marlena Miles owns that page. I, I'm pretty sure she created it, but I'm not 100% sure. Wonderful artist here in the Twin Cities. Does a lot of good drawings and got to uh, show it, even showed her picture to uh, the, the, her pencil drawing to um, Zach Levine himself. That was pretty cool, and he loved it and all that. Pretty cool as she drew Zach Levine. Um, and another guy out there has a Shabazz Muhammad drawing as well that he met Shabazz, that Shabazz liked it and took a picture with him and Nice picture with Marlena and Zach. That's our profile picture right now. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, I'm a little jealous in that sense. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit. It'd be nice to get in there too, but get into the, you know, get into the, get into the Wolves locker room or wherever it was. No, that wasn't the locker room. It was like the hallways, but to be able to get into those uh, off-limits areas where the players are available, you know, that type of thing. One of these days, though, I better get in there. Heck, I'm the host of Timberwolves Explosions, so maybe I should, damn it. I should have a press pass, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's called crappy work schedule, though, and being, yeah, being 36, I guess. That's the sucky part. Uh, doesn't have to do with anything, does it? Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm not going to stop hating on the Warriors. As uh, long as the media keeps forcing it down my throat, I'm not going to stop hating on it. <laughs> and as long as people keep posting stuff like that constantly in Facebook, I'm not going to stop hating. I'm sorry. I, I just, mm, I don't know. I don't have to be a fan, just like people don't have to be a fan of all the Didn't have to be a fan of the Bulls back in the day, or the Lakers, or anybody. So it's just one of those things. You don't have to be a fan. You don't have to like everybody. So bleep the bleep that team. So that's all I got to say about that. Thank you again for listening. God bless. Go Timberwolves, and hope for a nice, positive week once again.